Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Barbecue with me, Matt in the Real World, Mikey J. Shields, and Jim Dammit of Dinosaur Pileup. How are you guys doing? All good, man. How are you? Very, very good. Stoked. Yeah, pretty stoked on 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 all things. What yeah. did you uh what did you guys want to chat about today? What do you want to chat about? Mike, you got a plan or something? Uh, well, uh, I was watching, uh, well, sifting through some uh, films and stuff on, on Netflix, and I came across a program that gave me an idea. And I'm going to just say one word, and you will instantly be transported into a hotel room or a motel <laughs> room. Let's be real. It was a motel. In America, after a 2 a.m. get in, we're in bed, maybe cracked open a beer because, you know, you can't sleep after these long drives. And the one mm-hmm. word is luminal. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about, about that in ages. You're talking about, you're talking about <laughs> forensic files. Fucking forensic <laughs> files. Forensic files. <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> is to, a great show. I had to give it up, yeah. you know, after touring because it was just fucking me up. Really? Like, you get re- <laughs> yeah, you get like super dark ones every now and again. Yeah, like most uh, yeah. of the time it was kind of. I mean, it, obviously they're all dark. They're all about. Well, it's like if you if you don't know, Forensic Files is a um, a, like a sort of well, they like mini documentaries about about gruesome murders where they use forensic science to um, find the killer. Yeah, exactly. Like each time, yeah. so it's like yeah. a half an hour little like mini mini documentary, and um, yeah. some of them are easy the same, to watch. Though. They're all mostly yeah. the same, and they all they all use luminal. Which... Yeah, luminal. Which uh, is this spray, which they put on a crime scene spray? <laughs> they were always at a loose end, and then he's like, and then the detectives use luminol, <laughs> and they spray the crime scene. And they put this black light on, and it shows up blood, basically, isn't it? Like, yeah, even if it's been that, washed that... away, like if it's in the bath or the sink or whatever, yeah, you can yeah. still see it. Apparently, why That's don't they it. just use luminol first? I don't know. Straight off the bat, <laughs> at least we're that guy's that guy's voice. Oh man, it's just—I've never oh. heard a voice like it. It's so didn't, addictive to listen to that guy's voice. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't Black Map get him to record something for them? I think they oh, wanted. I, I, was, I, th- I think oh, they, they wanted, wanted him. something like ah. That. I think he, he died, might have died. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. I wonder if mm. Luminol was involved. <laughs> so, I guess what we're getting at is what we sort of watch or like entertainment to chill with on the road is, yeah, is that what man, because, yeah because it just made me think um when i hear that fucking dude's voice no matter how gruesome or whatever the subject matter is it sends me straight off to sleep and many yeah. a time have me and jim just fucking because we normally share on the road um a hotel room or motel room stick a bit of forensic files on and be out in minutes and if it's not yeah, on yeah. you can just lay there awake fucking almost in ptsd from an eight hour drive or 10 hour drive yeah let's face it though yeah. it's always on it's always on it's fucking great it's H- hln you hln, HLN. You know what, that's it yeah you know what forensic files you bring in forensic files up makes me think of what makes me think of that time where we left ollie um Oh my god! Instantly, stories are popping out all over my all over the place. So anyway, we I can't remember where we were, but we left Ollie, and he had to do that 
near-death experience drive over the mountaintop. We flew out. We had to fly down to South by Southwest or whatever for oh, yeah, a random yeah. show. And then we flew back. We played the shows in South by in Austin. And then we grabbed a flight back to meet Ollie. And he'd done that treacherous drive where he pretty much almost died and sent his mum his coordinates in case, in, case, <laughs> oh, yeah. in case they had to find his body. He um, got stranded on the mountain, didn't he? Because the, the pass got closed or something because it was such heavy snowfall. But obviously he's driving with all of our gear and he's like, I can't fucking stop. I've got to go to meet the boys for the next show. Where yeah. were we? Dro- where? Okay, just to we, fill in. We were going l- to listeners Burlington. Yeah, Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, but no, is that where we met him? Yeah. Okay, so where did we leave him? Where did he drive from? Uh, that's a great I, question. I think, didn't he go? He was, yeah, he was traveling like west to east across like the very northern stretch of the states wasn't he i don't he's think it was like so as far as st louis but it was maybe somewhere like that he's gonna be so pissed that we oh. don't know this detroit was it chicago could have been mm. anyway to, to fill in the listeners real quick we fly to south by southwest from a show and ollie had to take the van with all our gear to the next one because obviously we couldn't fly everything to south by so we flew down to south by ollie set off on this journey and the weather got so intense, so, so intense, that they shut the mountain pass that Ollie had to drive. But Ollie had to take the mountain pass because if he didn't, he had to go around the mountain and it'd take him like two days and he wouldn't make the show where we needed to meet him. So he had to go, he had to go on the mountain pass. And it was so, the snow was so heavy. The wind, there was no visibility. It was so, it was like really gnarly as it can get like in the States sometimes. And a tree had collapsed across the road, which I think he had to just drive over. He just rammed it and went over it, didn't he? Something (laughs) mental. He was like, I'm even going to have to stop and sleep on the mountain where I might freeze to death or I'm just going to have to rev this bitch over the tree. Yeah. Yeah, and he did it. But he was so scared of obviously stopping. He was like, I will freeze to death. So I think he, before doing that, he sent, he texted his mum his GPS coordinates just in case that's where they had to go and find him. I mean, we're laughing now because we can, because he's fine. But at the time, I think it was the worst thing he'd ever been through. Yeah. When we saw him on the other side, dude, it was like, he had a thousand yard stare. He, I don't think we could comprehend. (laughs) I don't think we could comprehend how close to the edge he'd been. And to uh, eventually he found somewhere to sleep. He like needed to sleep. Um, but all the hotels and motels were shut and stuff. And eventually he found a motel that was closed or something, but they let him so in. so surprised that he was there, right? Yeah, they were, he was, they were so surprised that he, anyone was there. And yeah. obviously there was no food and no, like there was no food. Nothing was open. No one was delivering. So they had some leftover Chinese takeaway that they gave him, I think they gave him a place to sleep and, a, and some no. leftover Chinese takeaway to eat just because they were like, what the hell? Like, how have you even made it this far? Anyway. Took pity on him. So getting back to the original story, why this makes me think of Forensic Files, was when we met Ollie in Burlington, we flew directly into the show that night or that, that evening or whatever. And we met Ollie, we did the show, everyone was crushed um super exhausting and eventually we drove to our motel and 
this is when our own kind of forensic files episode started to unfold. <laughs> because as we, it was dark, it's like really late and it's pitch black and we're pulling up to this motel. And as we pull in, Mikey sat up in the, in the front in the shotgun seat, Ollie's driving. And then me and Jim and Ali are in the back. And as we pull up to the, entrance of the motel there's like a a dude like a big shadowy figure that's kind of walking well, like, keep towards in mind, us there's like there's there's like two feet of snow there's nobody around there's maybe like two other cars parked yeah. in this um car park and it's really late and this dude yeah. sees us and fucking beelines towards the van but but yeah and mike's you're you're right to like emphasize how weird it was for someone to be outside because it is super it's freezing cold and there is so much snow no one is around and he starts to come towards us and we're like shit like maybe he's in trouble and maybe he needs help or maybe his cars you know maybe we need to jump start his car or something i don't know so we sort of roll up to him and we're like let's see if he needs help which was dumb or maybe it was dumb i don't know Mikey no, we're rolls just nice down guys. His, but yeah, but it's there was something weird about it. We should have maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like there was something weird about that that situation, even even from the start. And Mikey, we get to dude and Mikey rolls down his window. And this guy, he doesn't sort of like lean in. He leans right in through Mikey's window. Like right in. It was fucking weird. Yeah, like his head, his chest. He like leans right into the into the vehicle, and what does he open up with? He says, "Have you guys checked Doesn't in?" Doesn't he yet? say like, "What floor? Like, what floor are you on?" No, he's what like, "Floor are you guys he, he's on?" He's like, "Yeah." And then we were like, "Oh, we haven't checked in yet." And he was yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, so "Yes, so, you have." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, what? So he, uh, he asked us what floor we were on, and we said we haven't checked in yet. And then he pull, drops the yes, you have line. Is that how it yeah. played? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then we sort of, we were like, nah, no, we haven't. It's like, yes, yes you, you have. have. Oh my shit, dude. I was it like, was... Ollie fucking drive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I leant forward from the back because I was like, he, his, this guy's face and torso is right in front of Mike. Like, if anyone's going to die, Right now, it's Mike because the guy's pretty much on top of Mike. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's just gonna murder I Mike!" He might have had a fucking knife or something, and yeah, that's just the way he was so forceful. He was like, "Yes, you have." And I was like, "No, yeah. we haven't checked in." He's like, "You're staying on the third floor." I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck is this guy? What is this about?" <laughs> so I, I literally we... saw my life flash before my eyes because I was like, yeah. "He's gonna fucking kill me right now." Yeah, didn't we? Didn't we roll out the parking lot real quick? Yeah, I was, like, I was like, we can't stay here. we went to here. get pizza. I was like, we can't stay here. This is too fucked up. Ollie was like, there's no way we're going to get another fucking hotel. I've paid for this one now already. So we left the, the hotel car park. I was so fucking shook up because this fucking weirdo just watched us. And then we were like, let's just circle back around. Yeah. Uh, did we get food or something? I think we might have gone and got we food. We went to get pizza. And um, I think Ollie called, didn't Ollie call the hotel? Because he's like, we were just trying to check in and this fucking weird dude just sort of, you know, 
Yeah, made us so uncomfortable. We had to leave. We we walked the in. Hotel. We were like, "Have you had any trouble tonight?" And she, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the woman on the desk was like, uh, "Not really, just this one dude." Yeah, you do mean the shadowy, shadowy murderer? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of trouble. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that sh- shadowy <laughs> murderer guy, the really murdery type of dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hanging around. <laughs> he <had> yeah, like, <laughs> he was fine. Yeah. Just had like a real murder vibe, you know? Murdery, murdery stabby, killy vibe. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> also, also should be noted. What's the first thing that? What's the first thing the dinosaur pileup do when they're faced with a murderous? Near death situation. I'll just roll out and get some pizza. Go, pizza. Go and get some pizza, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, I'll tell you what, lads, let's go and get some pizza and then just drive back to the same hotel where the murderer was. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm not staying in this fucking hotel. I literally thought this guy was going to murder me. Well, I can, I, can remember, I can remember when we, uh, we got back to the reception. Obviously, yeah, we talked to the receptionist and. She was super nonchalant about the murdery, murdery killer guy. We uh, we found what rooms we were on. weren't we actually no, on I think the we, third? We requested. Floor? We, no, we were like, please, whatever room we're in, please don't let it be on the third floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we sort of swapped it or whatever to the first floor, and then just bounced to our rooms immediately. Trying to make sure that like this dude didn't see us when we were going in or whatever. I remember. I we remember, were like, he's got access through the fucking back window if he needs it now. Oh mate! <laughs> oh my god! I remember, I remember that. Yeah, and I remember all yeah. of us lying in the same room, like all of us just in one room eating pizza, probably watching Forensic Files. I think, which was probably yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> Winding ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. A story, a story about a killer still on the loose in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even Luminol caught that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to watch, um, I remember like my sort of go-to chill out, like when I needed some, I don't know, just to kind of relax and like get out of the tour zone or whatever. I'd always just stick on Adventure Time. That was kind of my happy place because it's so oh man yeah because it's so like light and that's fucking feel good yeah mate yeah. it's so great so when, I, like to try and sleep or whatever in the middle of a long tour at the end of a long day or whatever i'd always just stick on a couple of adventure time episodes just to kind of chill it's quite dreamy anyway isn't it like yeah what's weird is a yeah. lot of the episodes as well are 11 minutes 11 seconds long which i thought was quite weird Really? Yeah, strange. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. Didn't you guys watch Bob's Burger? I remember in the RV, I remember the, in the RV when you guys would share the bed, loads of times you guys would just fall asleep together watching Bob's Burgers and I'd have to come to the back and <laughs> yeah. switch it off. <laughs> I'd like, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like trying to get asleep in the RV at the front. I could still hear some shit going on like hours later I'd be like what the fuck like who's still watching shit it's like two in the morning i'd go back it's just you two asleep just with bob's burgers still playing like lying next to each other. It was yeah cute. bob's burgers for me is like adventure time for you yeah like if i if i can't sleep for any reason like even even now yeah like if i'm up in the middle of the night with 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 daisy and i can't get back to sleep i'll put bob's burgers on yeah. on my phone face down and even just the sound of the episode no way will just send me straight off to sleep you yeah, fucking love like, that show it, 
Yeah. I do. I mean, it's an amazing show. But it doesn't matter which one it is. It's something about the sort of delivery. I mean, yeah. the guy who plays Bob is, yeah, um, uh, what's his name? John Benjamin, who's who's Archer, who has like the creamiest voice. Creamy? Of, like <laughs> anyone. Yeah, do you not think? <laughs> Damn. I think of cream. What, like, yeah, a, what, like a Bailey's. Ooh. You are? Like a Bailey's. Like a Bailey's. He's like Bailey's, yeah. <laughs> you ever drank Bailey's oh, from a God, shop? I hope he's listening to this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> old Greg. I'm um, Yeah. I, I mean, dude, no, I, I, I still watch Adventure Time. Like, that's still my happy place. I don't think, it, I don't think that'll probably... You've seen them all change. now, right? Dude, I've watched the whole thing five times. I, like, I've I not, never saw how it ended. It's so, it's so good at the end. Like, Finn meets his, meets his father and... It's cool, man. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I love I love it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've actually only seen the first series, so. <laughs> um, I love that show so much. You hear much. me being crushed. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Bojack's another great one. Fucking love Bojack. Yeah. yeah. Just to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, it, if any of you guys haven't, if any of the listeners haven't watched any of these shows, like, they're all really different, but you should check them out for sure. They're amazing. All cartoons yeah. so far. All cartoons, apart from yeah. Frenzy yeah. Tell you what, yeah. when, when we were on the um, Havana tour, particularly, I think I mentioned this once in the in a previous episode, but like, I, sometimes I have real trouble with insomnia, or I, or I I used to running up to kind of recording uh, celebrity mansions in the two kind of two years hard touring before we recorded celebrity mansions when i if i was on tour or if i was at home i would have like horrendous insomnia where i wouldn't sleep for like weeks and it got pretty weird like i started to pretty sure i started to go semi-mental um and i thought that i think that was brought on by like stress and and the pressure of kind of the the point at, at, at which we were at as a band was was so literally make or break. I think that kind of pressure started to stop me sleeping because, for on a personal level, I was like, if I don't write a record that that kind of changes everything, we're potentially done because it's just it's just impossible to keep on going. Well, plus plus, like when we're off the road, me and Jim usually working, and all the band stuff then falls on you, really. So there is a lot of fucking shit for you to do, mm. whether it's speaking to yeah. management, coordinating the release stuff, talking with the label, trying to come up with artwork. You know, like yeah. all that stuff it is a lot that falls onto you. It, it was just like um, the whole. In- so I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. It was just that it was particularly that pressure though of like. I was like, I've never written a record that's changed everything before. How the fuck am I going to do it now? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, why is anything going to be different now? Fuck. Um, that's the remit. Yeah, yeah, no. So we love what we've done so far. Just write a record that changes everything yeah, yeah. Write, for everyone. Yeah, write a record Cheers. that changes everything. You know. So I, I was kind of, you know, in a pretty bad place mentally like that everything all the years we put into the band oh it's oh my god it's gonna be for nothing and like this isn't gonna work it was it was a pretty dark time and anyway that started to spiral and and i just kind of stopped sleeping so i started to like on the road particularly i started to sort of like habitually take melatonin 
and like hardcore sleeping pills and stuff like that. And then that- I remember one of the happiest. I remember one of the happiest moments I've ever seen, or like kind of happiness mixed with relief was when we were on that um, Royal Republic tour. Yeah, we were sharing a bus oh, yeah. with Royal Republic. Yeah. And uh, mm. you, I think, had run out of sleeping pills. Yeah. And you were having a fucking shit time. And you were like, well, um, I think we were up playing games and stuff. And you were, I'm going to fucking, I need to go to my bunk and just try to sleep. And by the, at that point, you, I remember that. I hadn't slept for four days. I hadn't slept. We'd been playing shows every day and I hadn't slept for four days <laughs> at that point. It was awful like i was so sad it was brutal anyway go on continue i remember this moment yeah and um you went back to your bunk and the next thing i knew you came back through almost crying and smiling yeah and holding these two sleeping pills because hannes bless him the guitarist from uh, royal republic had just slipped you a couple of sleeping pills yeah so onto your uh, pillow yeah hannes also struggles with sleeping and he didn't know that i i was an insomniac and was having a real tough time with it and i think someone told him is like someone said that i wasn't sleeping and he left me these two really heavy duty sleeping pills and the relief of having those pills so i'd actually go to sleep and also the release uh, the the relief of knowing someone also like understood what that was like that you know was on the road with me that that was almost as as valuable to me just just knowing someone sort of understood what it was like oh my god i was like over the moon i was like borderline crying because i was in such a mental such a mental weird ass place um anyway i mean it's hard to sleep on tour buses anyway right yeah yeah, which I guess goes on to the whole Havana tour thing, which you're about to explain. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it's it's just like once you can't sleep, then then this whole mental game begins. Of like, you'll go to bed and need to sleep, particularly on the roads. Particularly as a as a vocalist, if you don't sleep, your voice is is pretty much done. Like, if you don't get like not having enough sleep is the number one reason why your voice just won't be there the next day. So if you're screaming, fucking trainer a hundred times and and then not going to sleep <laughs> like you're not just not gonna have a voice the next day so i started to really freak out about that because i never want to let anyone down you guys obviously included as well as like the, the fans and stuff and like have a shit show so that whole pressure of like going to bed and being like oh my god you're not gonna be able to sleep again well as soon as you think that you're you're fucked so it's kind of like this horrible i think everybody's thinking it's a shit show if you just stood there screaming trainer a hundred times anyway so one of the things I, one of the things i started to do to I, and, and i really started to do this on the uh havana tour was listen to some i was like shit i need something to chill out i don't know like what i can do to like relax my brain and someone recommended the Harry Potter audiobooks that Stephen Fry narrates. So, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, he man. is the fucking G. I love that yeah, dude. So every night where, when we'd go to bed eventually on the Havana tour, even though it was pretty savage, I would uh, just plug into the Harry Potter audiobooks. And I literally listened to all of them all the way through. Like, how, how many are there? It's like six, wasn't there? I don't know. 
Loads. Six or seven Yeah, so I just, I just yeah. listened to Stephen Fry all night. And sometimes, obviously, I couldn't sleep, so I'd literally listen to him all night, just like the whole night, just like that, listening to Harry Potter stories. Pretty, uh... I'm surprised awesome. that the um, lyrics from the, the latest album haven't been more inspired. More by, wizardy, you know, yeah. Anything you've just so <laughs> yeah, subconsciously dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More wizardy. I've always thought we could be a bit more wizard, you yeah. know. There's always room for more wizard. You're pretty wizard though, Jim, to be fair. You are quite wizardy. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing the wizard. Um, what are you guys bringing? <laughs> what the fuck am um, I bringing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to... Uh, one thing I thought we should talk about was pre-show, kind of our sort of pre-show routine or rituals yeah. or whatever. Now, this is something that has changed changed through the years. Yeah. Um, and obviously it always involves uh drinking alcohol mm-hmm. and our choice of which has changed through the years as well and i remember um when harry was in the mm-hmm. band harry mm-hmm. johns was playing bass yeah. um we used to fucking love jack daniels we always have jack daniels yeah. on the rider i remember one show particularly um yes in chester yeah. oh my god please do <laughs> this venue this weird venue called the laugh in but i remember like just it being a kind of normal build up to a show just having a few drinks and then maybe about i, I don't know maybe five ten minutes going on i was like you seem a bit extra kind of happy today a bit extra kind of <laughs> fucking around in the dressing room for the show and i looked over at the bottle of whiskey the whole fucking thing had gone like a liter <sighs> Just between you, just between you yeah. and Harry, um, and I was like, "Cool, <laughs> you don't, you don't." I mean, now a lead to go before a show, you know, we're a bit more road hard, and this was still early days, so it was a bit like, "Okay, how's this gonna fucking go?" Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And we, we'd got into a little bit of a habit of just kind of drinking Jack Daniels, which seemed to just get more excessive pre-show every yeah. time until that show where it was like holy shit we've drunk half a liter each bad really bad yeah i mean each before God, a show like, in in a few what hours was that doing to the show man no wonder we were shit fuck <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ you know Speak for yourself. Bro. Was that around the um <laughs> was that around the same time that you were getting up and singing trying to start the same song the same wrong song four times no that was that was, even, into the even, right that was like three four years later but that's oh, you know shit. that's several years of whiskey abuse but then do you remember what happened in the show right Matt? i want to put a precursor here i want to put a precursor <laughs> here because this is not again oh god this podcast is just turning into just like terrible stories about us or me which is not what i intended it to be precursor is this is so <laughs> unlike me and i I don't know. It, it was just a bad, <laughs> it was a bad one. Do you want, are you going to go into it or should I? It was a bad one. Um, I only remember the event. Do you remember what happened so, leading yeah, up to the event? I, we were playing the show. It was a weird, awkward ass vibe. It was. It wasn't busy. It wasn't, wasn't busy. busy. It was. It was just. Um, it was bad. And 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 maybe my sort of insecurities <laughs> then about weird shows or my sort of awkwardness or whatever, like, you know, maybe that was me- messing with me a little bit. 
And I remember at one point... Well, we, we'd gotten into the habit at this stage of... Um, if it was quite a small show or there wasn't that many people, we were like, you and Harry started fucking going out into the crowd. Which I think kind of promptly stopped shortly after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, just in an attempt to sort of get the get the people there involved and give them a, a bit yeah. more of a show. And, th- and they um, were kind of, we, at that point we were still, it was more, it was still kind of like more, it was just kind of punky. Like we just go in and, to the crowd and play out there and shit, and, you know. Punky is is um is basically shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we just shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I went out into the into the crowd, which was vaguely thin anyway, and uh, I was just kind of rocking it. And I went to the back, and we were giving it everything in the show, you know. And I went to the back and there was this dude on the bar and he was just sat there. I can't even remember if he was facing the stage or not. But he was just sat at the bar. I think he had his head in his hand or something. Yeah, he was right? kind of just like... No- so he looked quite yeah, uninterested. Yeah, very uninterested, just nursing a pint. And I think in an attempt to kind of <laughs> stoke him up and involve him... <laughs> I I sort of like oh, yeah, this is so dude. picturing it now makes me want to turn inside out. I can't. I don't know this story. Makes me want to turn inside out. Makes me want to turn inside I'm out. I'm loving this. Uh I sort of I sort of like grab the guy, but I want to say grab in the most it wasn't aggressive, but I sort of like Matt yeah, Bigland. No, grabbing grabbing right? a punter. What the fuck? I sort of grabbed this dude and I sort of, in an attempt to kind of push him towards the, the crowd and like, you know, into the vibe, that's what I did. I sort of, you know, sort of grabbed him and sort of pushed him that direction. Okay. Little did I know, which I, and I found this information out after the show, that this dude was on really, really heavy, I think they're antidepressants. I was told, and he'd drunk a shit ton of booze. So he was slumped on the bar because that's pretty much all he could do at that point. And I didn't know that. Fucking hell, bro. So when I grabbed him, he just kind of wasn't there. And when I pushed him towards the crowd, he just kind of... His legs tried to sort of hold himself yeah. up, right? I remember like some sort of little bit of staggering. Yeah. And... and he went like a freaking ton of bricks, shoulder first into a big iron kind of structural girder in the middle of the room. Oh, and he hit it so no. a ton of bricks. <sighs> Matt fucking totaled the dude. Accidentally, of course. I was like, oh my holy fuck. What have I just done? I can imagine in your pissed brain, like, oh fuck, I better finish the show. I'll check on you later. Yeah, did you you carry on? Which is fucking terrible. I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm just gonna, just gonna go back over there. (laughs) (laughs) Play a rack show. (laughs) You loving it now? uh, I did, however, catch up with him after the show, and it was, it was, everything was totally fine. But I just wish I'd known. Yeah, Yeah, I just wish I'd known that he was not present you know pretty bad so yeah i think that's i think that's when i think that's when uh that whole jack daniel phase kind of ended pretty abruptly i think i used to just i think because now yeah. i hardly now i don't you know now i hardly drink at all 
I think back then I was drinking so much because I was kind of, I was, I still felt awkward about like, it was sort of performance anxiety, I guess. It still felt awkward playing shows and like nervous. Yeah. We, we were getting a lot of free advice from different people as well, whether it was our booking agent or manager being like, you need to engage the audience more. You need to do this, you know, like looking at other bands, like, Oh, you need to do more stuff like this. And it was way out yeah. of your comfort zone and it wasn't something that you wanted to do. So you would just address that by having a few yeah. extra drinks yeah. and a bit of extra Dutch courage, yeah. which is, which over the years we have fallen into yeah, and out totally. of. Um, we, we, we've managed it pretty well on, on the whole. I think, one of the weirder times um, when our drinking was, I mean, not that it's ever an issue, but when it became an issue was in Japan. Uh, yeah, but it didn't, I mean, it didn't become an issue because we were hitting it too hard. It became an, it, that was a kind of cultural. Yeah, that no, was a, no, no. That was a cultural. Not at all. It was definitely a yeah, cultural so, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good one to bring up. So obviously, um, so in Japan, which we've been lucky enough to tour a, a bunch of times now, um it's kind of just a cultural thing where they don't drink at all before the show like i guess because the the show is still seen as work as a job to do so nobody artists included nobody drinks pre-show whereas obviously kind of in the uk culture like you you yeah and everywhere you else do probably, drink pre-show yeah. you kind of have a couple of drinks get vibed and, and go and kick ass. But we, uh, so I think we were like, yeah, the, the, our team out in Japan who are all freaking legends and absolutely amazing, who we love dearly. They're like, do you need anything pre-show? And we were like, yeah, can we get a couple of beers? Uh, and well, because this was Summer Sonic, right? And we turned up, we were on quite early. We turned up and we got to the fucking room and there was like no beers. We're like, Come oh, on. Yeah, like yeah. Japan is one of the best places in the world for so many reasons. And one of them is that they are so accommodating, so welcoming. Everything else on the rider was fucking amazing. And the way we got looked yeah. after, where we got yeah. taken to the venue, and when you're there, everybody like so much respect um from everybody. And we go to the dressing room, everything's laid out, and we're like, This is great, but where the <laughs> where the fuck is the beer? Yeah. We can't we can't yeah. do this without the beers. <laughs> Oh, I, okay. And I'm just trying to remember, right? Because this is a separate story that I want to get into right now as well. But I want you to finish first. But is this the same time that Tack thought Jim was too drunk because Jim hadn't slept? Is it? Is this the same? Was that the same time? Oh, that was some. That was some. That well, was some Sonic. The first yeah, or second time. That was. Um, <laughs> I mean, they were j- j- just real quick, so, so we don't forget that one. There's this one but, time um, where we flew into Japan to play Summer Sonic Festival, and um, just as we're going to bed, we we get in, and I think we were in Osaka. We we're doing Osaka first, or something, and. We got in, and the, obviously the timing of when you get into Japan from the UK, it's it's totally fucked. Like, it's flipped on its head, so it's terrible timing. Like, your jet lag is unreal. But the way it played out is we got yeah. there, and it meant mm-hmm. we could kind of go to bed pre-show. So we were like, okay, we're going to be pretty good because we want to crush it tomorrow. I think we, we went to bed. But just as we were going to bed, Jim's like, I've got a splitting headache, so I'm going to take these painkillers to get rid of this headache so I can go to sleep properly. Little did Jim know that those painkillers had like loads of caffeine in them. So we get up in the morning. Yeah. 
That is the fucking worst. I was going to bosh. Yeah. I'll probably three of these because I've got but, a real bad headache. And then you're reading the packet yeah, afterwards. No, you need you're to, like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You got a back. The reason I was taking them in the first place was because um, the the team had taken us out to that uh-huh. gyoza ramen place. Oh, the gyoza place. Not the piggy one. Yeah, that like other legit one. I can't remember the name. The one of that it. we absolutely um, loved and was amazing until we yeah, found we loads there of every r- mouse traps under the seat. One. <laughs> oh, we show ramen. Uh, oh, oh, we show ramen. Shit. That's the one we always went to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, like so it was Tokyo. That's so the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They took us there and they kept. They kept getting us more beers, and I've got a photo um, of you two, which I'll share with everyone, where you look so crushed. Cool, thanks. Like for that, the Jim. most crushed I've ever seen. Glad you put that one out. There. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 out there already. I will re. Uh, I'll bring that one back up. Um, so I went to bed, and I was worried about because we had to get up for we had to get up at like seven a.m. or something to get to the festival site, and I was really worried that I was going to be too like hungover or just you know a combination of hungover and or, or jet lag so i took that alka-seltzer like hangover cure before bed right, right. which is right, half right, ca- right. half ca- <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so we get up in the morning so i went to bed we up in the morning and everyone's like yeah I feel and then good, man like ready for this jim comes out of his room <laughs> he's like <laughs> he looked fucking <laughs> terrible it was like oh shit dude what's up and uh, yeah, you were like, I literally haven't been to sleep. So I remember rolling up to that. I remember in the backstage oh, I remember. of uh, that festival. And because we always, you know, would get the like uh, the guys to get beers and stuff, which they were always just like, mm, like maybe a bit disapproving of because they thought it meant that we were just going to be you know, a yeah, shit live totally. show or like idiots or whatever, which we never were. But but also as well, because because um, the team out in Japan, we've got a Japanese team really luckily and completely randomly. I'm not really sure uh, how it happened. It was something to do with so, right? But they look after a load of... Um, they're, they, they're just predominantly for Japanese artists. So they probably have this whole... Um, sort of way of working that none of their yeah. Japanese artists probably drink yeah. before shows. Mm. So they they were of the opinion that, you know, maybe nobody yeah. else did it or that we shouldn't. But we're like, we need <laughs> we need to. Do you, do you want a yeah. good show or not? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember, like, because of that, and then mixed with Jim not having slept, Jim was kind of like a bit, you know, out of it because he literally had been to bed. Yeah. But Tack, one of the guys on our team, was just looking at Jim being like, oh my God, he's so drunk. And it was like, no. <laughs> he kept yeah, he's on saying, too drunk. Too drunk. <laughs> it was just because you were just literally having a good Yeah, I remember coming off stage. Yeah, I remember coming off stage and I was like, oh, just, you know, just someone just say it was good. That's all I need. That's all I need right now. And Tack literally said, that you two were good and that I was bad because I was too drunk. And that was it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, bro. Oh, fucking hell. Thanks, mate. All right, off to bed. Our team there are yeah, brutally yeah. honest, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brutally. Uh, like, they'll just call you tired or, like, if you've put on a bit of weight next time you see them, they're like, oh, you got fat. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> no <legends. laughs> Love you too, guys. Yeah. Um, I remember, oh, uh, you remember that time when, when we were in Japan, uh, and 
the guys took us to a karaoke to go and do like legit Japanese karaoke up in that sky rise building. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Like the, yeah up in like tower, tower block place. Classic yeah. us. I mean, mate, you know, <laughs> no smoke without fire, I guess. We got absolutely <laughs> fucking leathered. And <laughs> well, they, they're, they're amazing because they allow it. They yeah. they encourage it if anything. Like as soon as you finish a beer, they yeah. ask you straight away, "Do you want another beer?" Because yeah. they're yeah. just the best hosts, and they don't want to see like an empty plate or an empty glass. They're yeah. like, "You need more food. You need more beer." And us being British, our culture kind of works where you can't say yeah. no to anything. In fact, so just always that, like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that, I need that, my eighteenth um, beer. Yeah. That very that exact <laughs> cultural difference actually boned us a little in that. Do you remember in that restaurant? And it was that restaurant where they serve small plates no no the small plates shabby, over shabby. and over it starts with a K Jim can you remember that on oh, skewers yeah. yeah and it's over the and over, sti- and over. like yeah. the skewers so, of stuff so Isn't in this restaurant one? they yeah. serve yeah. small plates many many dishes over and over and over and our team took us to this restaurant on a press day or whatever in Tokyo and obviously in the Japanese culture um well, it, like in the English culture, we'll always eat everything on our plate because that's how you show it's a good meal, and you'll always finish your plate. Whereas in Japanese culture, you you finish your meal when you don't finish your plate because it's like, yeah, I'm, I've eaten enough and I'm full, so there's something left on my plate because now I'm. So this like clash of cultures, they're always providing, and we're always finishing everything. Like we were there for hours. Because obviously we didn't want to be rude. We didn't want to be rude and, and say no. So we were there just like every plate they bring out, we'd like, okay, cool. Smash that. And then they'd like bring out another one and be like, oh my God. Holy, holy fuck, lads, I'm going to be sick. Okay, cool. Smash that. They're all looking at each other like yeah. they, keep, they keep eating. Yeah. Like, so we, I guess bring out more. <laughs> we're like, yeah. they keep bringing us food. Please I guess stop. we have to finish it. So we're like, oh my God, so funny. <laughs> I remember I remember one of the aftermaths uh, from a big session in Japan. It may have even been after the karaoke, I'm not even sure. But when we had a full day oh of God, radio dude. press. And oh my God. Oh yeah. I yeah. think we would, we in were drinking office. like shoju, which is like this potato based spirit the night before. Loads of sake, loads of, the the beers in Japan, I have to be, I have to say, and I know you guys agree, are some of the most delicious beers in the world, and it's yep. something to do with the way they pour it. Because even if it's a fucking Carlsberg, it's the creamiest. I was going to say, I remember that Carlsberg, Carlsberg, yeah. you will ever have. Yep, there's just something about yep. it. Anyway, they're they're fucking delicious. So. And they all serve them in small glasses as well, so it's actually kind of hard to keep track of exactly how much you drink. Anyway, completely, completely overdid it. That mixed with the jet lag um, and having a full day of press. So we were up early, I, you know, it might as well have been fucking 4am. I, I, I can't remember, but I just remember being the most hungover, without a doubt, I have yep. ever been in my entire life to the point where <laughs> we get taken to our management's office where we're all sort of make a base from and then we leave to go and do the radio. And I was laying on my back yep. on the couch with like my arm over my head. I couldn't even like muster up any kind of fucking manners. I didn't really say hello to anybody. 
and <laughs> like shaking hands the way through. I remember just oh, kind of like dude. grunting at people. Went and, went and laid down. <laughs> and then uh, I think, our, was it our first interview was with the like biggest I don't I don't think it was our first one. Tokyo, I think it was about, right? that was like a little bit later in the day. But that was, yeah, that was the pinnacle. Yeah. And we're up. In, How was it? We're up in the, in this enormous Skyrise Tower, which is their like main media radio tower, whatever. And we were on like the 40th floor looking out across this incredible view, like of Tokyo and stuff. And we go into this corner <laughs> office, which is the live studio of one of the biggest DJs out there, like a really big deal. Like it was a bit, he was a big deal. It was a big like opportunity for us to have that slot live radio. And he stoked to talk to us and I, I walk in and Mike walks in and this is a live interview with this big ass dude. A lot, it's live yeah. on air. We're chatting away, and I noticed like I'm, you know, I'm okay. Maybe I didn't, you know, I didn't maybe overdo it as much as Mikey, so I was kind of handling things okay. And I noticed that Mikey is kind of dead silent. I'm like, oh, okay. I was sat there, dude. I was sat there. I remember this vividly, and I like, I was just, yeah, cold sweats, and suddenly I just felt this lurch in my stomach, and I was like. Holy fucking shit, I cannot be sick live on air in one of the biggest like DJs in Tokyo. So I remember like my eyes darted over at you, Matt, who I think you were already lo- looking at me like, yeah, dude, like, are you yeah, okay? What the fuck you know, is happening? <laughs> used to how we handle press and stuff. So usually I'm chatting and, and I'll bounce off Mike and Mike will bounce off me. But I'm looking at Mike and he is just like a stone, like no emotion, no words completely silent i'm like yeah something is definitely wrong there like <laughs> not yeah he's mikey's broken and then <laughs> all of a sudden broken. live on air talking to this dude like you know i can't und- i can't describe how much of a kind of like faux pas it was because like we're, we're respectful he's oh. very respectful he's a big deal <laughs> we're grateful to be there all of a sudden mikey just stands up in this live interview and just walks out <laughs> just like on air <laughs> and all of our team all of our label team press team are staring through this big double glass window staring at what's happening inside this room mouths on the floor like mouths on the floor what the like, fuck what is, the fuck is just, happening just bolt just leaves out of the room and then i'm just left in this on this interview with this dude being like okay <laughs> Hey, it's classic Mikey. Uh, oh, that's just a thing he does. He'll be back. <laughs> Mikey. I remember going from the um from that radio interview to do that massive remember we had to do that massive photo shoot oh and God, it was like yeah. us and then six other Japanese oh, yeah, bands. Like one of the weirdest things. Big, big up and comers and stuff. And um if you look at that photograph, it's like, I don't know, 25 young, cool looking Japanese um, guys and girls. And then three gray yeah. English dudes wearing Hawaiians. It's the weirdest. So it's strange, the weirdest man. And I had like, that's when I, I was like really pasty one. and I had like bleach blonde hair that was cut really short. And they were all. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Mike in the back row, and he's just grey and slightly moist looking. <laughs> I thought I looked good in that. Yeah, Cheers, mate. Right? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Um, speaking of you leaving interviews, like halfway through, I knew you were going to bring this and one to bring up. it up I again because we up. need. Yeah, we need to. We need to have an episode based on the times Mikey's died. But the time, um, the Metallica time. Remember, we were doing that interview. I think might have been live as well. And Mike tried to get a sentence out twice. It was with a fucking, it was with Lou yeah, Brutus really as big. well. Like uh, another you, big, you just, you just it, yeah. pick the big ones. If we have a really, if you have a real big piece of press, the Mike's like, all right, cool. Oh. Heat this one up. Yep. Come in. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot. I'm going <laughs> to get fucking hammered. The thing is about that interview as well, I remember you guys were just handling it, handling business. And I was like, I'm, I'm pretty pissed. I was like, please, for the love of God, do not ask me a question. Because if you ask me that, I'm fucking done for. (laughs) And then uh, shortly after that thought happened, he literally leaned over and was like, so what about you, Mike? And I remember trying to get a couple of words out and they were really slurred. And I was like, I can't even form this sentence that I want to make. That's how fucking pissed I was. So I was like, oh, I think I'm going to let Jim take this one. You like mumbled something. <laughs> you mumbled something at him. And then Lou Brutus is looking with his with his hawkish eyes just at Mike. And like, what the fuck are you num, saying, num, kid? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, when you're, when you're trying, you know, when you're trying to say a sentence, <laughs> you know, you're trying to say a sentence, but you don't know what you're talking about or what the sentence is even supposed to be about. So you say a bunch of like non sequitur, like just sort of filler words. And none of it doesn't really make sense. And then I realized what I was doing and I was like, oh, I can't get out of this. I'm just going to have to hand it over to Jim. And I was like, yeah, I'm mate, too pissed. You fucking not, not, uh, <laughs> oh my not God. checking your, your intake yeah. pre press. Amazing, man. Yeah. That was, that was a particularly bad day. There's yeah, only I been mean, a couple well, that, of occasions. Yeah, that was a separate episode, I'm sure. But that was the day that you later <sighs> died and then, and then came back to life. So it's understandable that, yeah. you know, that that was the way it was headed. Yeah. Yep. Should have yeah. seen those signs. It's 4pm and I can't talk. But that's <sighs> okay. <laughs> Maybe somebody get that drink out of his hand. <laughs> oh, he's getting another. Okay. Yep, he's got a drink in both hands. <laughs> he's, he's, got... he's left the interview to go get more. Um, great. That was the, um, oh, as well, <sighs> I just remembered the South by from earlier. That was the one that I crushed oh my, my uh, front tooth. Yeah. I was going to say. Did you guys spend the afternoon in the um, hotel okay. room while I had to go and get it emergency fixed? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we just did. me we and just Matt slept. just we got I'm in the gonna, king bed, let, didn't we? Real we just quick, slept let's all get day. this in before. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm 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 physically melting, so I'm gonna I've got to get off the line pretty soon. But real quick, let's just drop that tooth story because it's good. Yeah, yeah. So way back to the start of the episode where we flew from wherever the hell we were to <clears> Texas <throat> to play South by before going back to meet Ollie. We yeah. fly in and it's like we're gonna make yeah. the show once we've landed and got our rental gear and got to the venue in Austin and stuff, we're gonna make this show by the skin of our teeth. Like literally we have minutes to get ready. So we're coming in from the back of the street by literally by By the skin of my teeth. teeth. And uh, we're coming in from, from, yeah. from the street, <laughs> the hot the heat in the you know, outside in the in the street, and we come into the back of the venue, we're throwing gear on. To, like literally throwing gear onto the stage to, to try and get set up in time to make our slot. 
and like we've thrown on the arms, we've thrown on the kit. Mike sat on his stool, just trying to like get his kit ready frantically. And there was one point where I'm stood over Mike. I think I just passed past you some hardware or something. And Mike's got his snare drum, and he's frantically trying to push this snare drum. Dude, I'm I'm leaning over my snare. Right, I've got the snare in the <sighs> holder. But I need to raise the oh, snare, and the the thing was so fucking rigid. I was trying my hardest to loosen it, and I was yeah. like, "Right, I'm yeah. just gonna have to fucking yank it up until it comes." Le- leaning over my snare, like desperately sweating, like everything's fucking wet because it's fucking Austin, it's boiling hot, and I'm leaned over the snare, and I yank it, and it comes loose yeah. and straight I'm watching, I'm st- into I'm my fucking front two. I'm stood over him watching this happen. Oh, and he, dude, oh, this is like quite strong, dude. He yanks that snare so hard and it just goes straight into his tooth and i hear this noise unforgettable noise of like <laughs> like this crunching sounds oh my god and i remember i remember the impact and i remember just covering my mouth looking at you it was like two kids like, yeah you know when a kid like, falls over and <laughs> hurts their knee and they look at you yeah, to see how bad it is. <laughs> and if you're like, if you laugh, they're probably like, okay, oh, cool. Yeah. If you're like, oh, holy fuck. And obviously, <laughs> with the kind of stressful situation and lack of sleep and everything, I probably did not hide my reaction particularly well. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking scared the shit out of his, me? He's staring at me wide-eyed, like wide-eyed. His hand is over his tooth. And he takes his hand away from his from his front teeth. And Mike's tooth, I don't even know what it looked like. It looked, it was just sh- like shattered like a window. It yeah. like turned into like crunched powder right at the front. And it, and it I can't tell oh, you how much it killed because oh it went right God. up into where the nerve is. It fucking killed. And I remember looking at you being like... Is it bad? Bro. Uh, is it bad? Is it bad? It's definitely <laughs> not good. Is it bad? And you were like, yep. <laughs> and then and then you were like, dude, we don't have to play the show. And I was like, fucking hell, man. We've flown all the way here from God knows where we were just to fucking do the show. We've made it by the skin of my teeth and half of it. Uh, we're gonna fucking do it. So uh, I close my mouth because every time I breathed in through my mouth, the air passing I, I the nerve just fucking that, show, that is that's maybe the oh, most dude. respect I've ever had for someone playing a show. That is ridiculous to to just be like, yeah. I mean, Thanks, I man. don't think I, I would have been able to do yeah, that. Yeah. And when you were like, no, we're fucking doing it, I was like, outrageous. Whoa. Road dog, <laughs> road dog status level one hundred. <laughs> like unbelievable, and you and we played it, and you fucking crushed it. Obviously, nailed it. We smashed it, and then I got rushed immediately yeah, yeah. to uh, have some emergency dental work. Luckily, it was like Sweet. on the insurance. Yeah, right, really, you know, so every, every cloud, every cloud oh, was, yeah. swings around about <laughs> it. Brand new, brand new teeth. Yeah. And then we got back to fucking Burlington, Vermont, like, dude, you won't believe yeah. how hectic it's been. And Ollie stood there, like, <laughs> not even saying a word. I nearly just... died. <laughs> He's like, I mean, you have no fucking dude, idea like, what I've that, been literally. Like, that couple words. of days, like, literally that couple of days, if you think about it, how many things happened? We flew to Austin, 
you literally vaporized your tooth. Ollie yeah. nearly died, sent his mum his coordinates in, in case he did die <laughs> on top of a mountaintop. Then when we all get back together and again in Burlington, we meet a murderer that, that wanted to, you know, eat us or whatever. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, let's wrap this one up for today. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm uh, sweating. Yeah. This, this I think I might thing be is so yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> hope everyone uh, enjoyed that. Uh, shoot us, shoot us things you want to hear about, and uh, we'll we'll chat about them. And uh, stay safe, stay stay cool. All right, later, yeah. later. Stay cool. Bye. See you.